Amen. Let's pray. Just remain standing, if you would, for a moment. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we just come round your word right now, Lord, we ask for the Holy Ghost to minister the life of Jesus, the fullness of the cross, into every heart tonight. Lord, we remove every boundary that we would put upon you tonight for our mind and our things and all that goes on. We ask tonight, Lord, that every limitation that we have put, even in this meeting, Lord, forgive us tonight. We pray, Lord, for the ministry of the Holy Ghost to flow into this gathering tonight, Lord, that hearts and your purposes, Lord, and lives would be fully done tonight. Lord, we pray for, Lord, complete deliverance, full healing. Lord, set the prisoner free. Break the chains even in our own lives, Lord. Forgive us for limiting the Holy One of Israel. Lord, have your way. Fill us all afresh with the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, may they anoint and destroy every yoke. Lord, heal the broken at heart. Bind up every wound. Lord, help us tonight, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may take your seats. Praise the Lord. Just I want to read a verse in Zechariah chapter 13, verse 6. Um, the verse itself, understand the context of the verse in case someone challenges me on it afterwards, but also this verse alludes to something much greater and much deeper than the context that it's found in. When you read it, you'll understand. So I know the context in Zechariah 13, but the verse itself, the prophet is alluding to something much greater. And uh, I want to speak tonight. I'm not going to actually speak very long. I don't believe anyway. I'm not going to speak very long tonight. But I do believe that God wants to do what he needs to do and minister in this house to every heart that's here and every heart that's willing. And Zechariah 13, verse 6 says, What are these wounds in thine hands? And then he shall answer those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. Just asking a question at the very start of this. Few thoughts, and it really is a few thoughts, but I believe it's from the Lord. What are these wounds? What are these wounds? That's the question that I'm asking every person in this room. What are these wounds? I want you to listen carefully. The Bible says in Psalm 147, and verse 2, the Lord does build up Jerusalem. He gathers together the outcast of Israel. And verse 3 says, he heals the broken in heart and he bindeth up their wounds. I want to talk about wounds. You know, on the outward, of course, tonight, whether you're looking at me or I'm looking at you, on the outward, I'm talking about wounds that are invisible, but they're real. Do you understand what I'm saying? We often look so much after the outward man uh, and spend the time on cleaning up in the outward. And so often these, this outward man will really hide the reality of what's happening inside you. And you've come through these doors tonight, uh, outwardly speaking, nobody else was going to know that these wounds are there. No one knows. Do you know what I'm saying tonight? Nobody else knows about these wounds because on the outward, everything just looks fine. You're all looking really well. Someone comes in here with a crutch and broken ankle. First thing we'll say is, what would you do? 
someone comes in with a, a broken arm or in a sling or a bandage. It's all obvious, isn't it? And the first thing, rightly so, praise the Lord, people would inquire after us and say, what happened to you? Are you okay? I hope you got over it. Everything's fine. That's the outward man. Isn't that right? That's the outward man. He's, it's easy to be seen. It's easy to recognize. It's easy to pick up. You don't need the gift of discernment. You just see it for what it is and say, what happened to you? But what about the wounds that are happening on the inward parts? What about the wounds that nobody sees? They're as devastating, they're as real. They're not the physical. They can't be identified by human eye. But they are the reality. And many lives today, I suppose you could talk, them, talk about them being the walking wounded. I don't know where some of you watched it. I did watch it, and it was an amazing documentary just on the Great War. And a man has taken the, the old footage. It was absolutely powerful what he's done and brought it into color vision. War's awful. War is war is brutal. But the testimony of these old men that fought in that war were, as they were in the trenches and they were given the orders, they all lined up in these trenches, were just about to go over the top and go across no man's land, as they called it. And uh, they were just waiting on the order, young men, 18, 19, 17, 16, some of them even down as low as 14. And they were just waiting on the order, over the top, and they're all there, and the gunners are on the other side, and they have to get across no man's land to try and take uh, the trenches of the Germans. And then the order comes, it's time to go, and they all started to climb out of the trench. And as they climbed out of the trench, the gunners just began to spray them. And they began to fall in their thousands. And one of them said, as they fell around you, you just kept running and kept walking towards the German line. And some even were hit on the way or got grazed or arms or legs or bullets went through them. But they knew if they laid down, they'd die. So they just kept walking with these wounds. The walking wounded. Those that carry wounds, something that cannot be seen Deep wounds that have lasting and longing effect in a life. The psalmist said these words, For I am poor and needy in my heart. Here he talks about, Oh, is wounded, is wounded within me. The proverb says in Proverbs 18 and 14, The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. But listen what it says here. But a wounded spirit... Who can bear it? Now we're talking about different wounds. We're talking about the wound in the heart. We're talking about the wound in the spirit. The Song of Solomon chapter 5 and verse 6 says, I opened to my beloved, but my beloved had withdrawn himself and was gone. My soul failed when he spake. I sought him, but I could not find him. I called him, but he gave me no answer. This is the search. Verse 7 says, The watchman that went about the city found me. They smote me. They wounded me. The keepers of the walls took away my veil from me. Wounded. These wounds occur in life. Can I tell you something? That every person in this room has suffered a wound on the inner man. Isn't that right? If you haven't, I want to hang about with you. <laughs> I want to hang out with you if you haven't. 
We've all experienced wounds on the inner part. Wounds that sometimes are deep, sometimes that are lasting, sometimes that are very difficult to get over. And they begin to dictate how we act in life and how we interact with others. Deep, deep wounds. Wounds of betrayal, wounds of abuse, wounds that have emotionally damaged us, wounds that have broken our spirit, wounds that have broken our heart, wounds that have gone into the very depth of our being. And you know and I know not a tablet, not a hundred counseling sessions with a counselor, not anything of the outward can satisfy or heal that wound. I have a difficulty with most of the modern day counseling sessions because you know all they do is they just want to talk about your wound. But they don't want to get to the man who was wounded for the wound. And so many carry this empty, painful wound or scar in their life, even in church life, even as believers, even as Christians, even within the house of God, even in the work of God. Do you know that you'll be wounded? Anybody know you're going to be wounded? If you don't believe it, I'm sorry to burst the bubble tonight. But you will be wounded. I want to let you know something. You're going to be wounded. And the worst wounds are the wounds from people that you love the most. They're the deepest wounds. They're the most painful wounds. And the wounds would have the greatest effect. Do you know what I'm talking about? Wounds that can go down into the very innermost parts of the belly the Proverbs talk about. In Job 24 and 12, it says, Men grown from out of the city, and we've had the heart wounds, the spirit wounds, and then it says about the soul of the wounded cries out. Right down into the depths of a man's soul, he cries because of his wounds. You see, this is the real you. This is not the outwards different. But see, the Bible talks about an outward man and the Bible talks about an inward man. And the outward man is what you're looking at. What you see is what you get. This is it. But the inward man is real. He's made up of two parts. We're a three-part being, body, soul, and spirit. The inward man has the soul and the spirit. And this is what I'm just going to talk about for a few moments. The wounded man. The inward man we can dress up. We can cover, we can bandage, we can medicate or whatever we need to do to heal that outward man. But there's something other than the outward wound that I want to talk about. It's that inward wound. Thank God there's a healer. Thank God there's an answer. Wouldn't it be so depressing if we all just started talking about our wounds tonight? (laughs) I tell you what, it would be depressing. 
if it was a case of the tonight that all I'm going to do is talk all night about your wounds and my wounds, I tell you what, we're going out of here. Our chins are going to hit the deck. We're going to be trailing our knuckles along the floor and everyone will be saying, who wants to go to church? I want to tell you something. The reason why people are sitting in the primrose tonight getting full is because they're wounded. But they haven't found the answer and neither will they find it in the primrose. The reason why people are turning to drugs and the reason why people are turning to every type of medication prescribed and unprescribed to try and get through life is because ultimately in the depths of their soul, they are wounded. They're wounded. You think that the young, uh, the, the man that's an alcoholic tonight, sitting in the house and and just drinking himself to death, do you think that at the age of seven or eight, that he says, when I grow up, mommy or daddy, I want to be an alcoholic? Do you think the prostitute in Belfast is jumping in and out of cars tonight? Do you think that when she was a wee girl, that when she, she turned to her mommy and said, mommy, when I grow up, I want to be a prostitute? Do you think that the drug user tonight that's that's pumping drugs into their life to try and survive a day, do you think that when they were five or six, when everything was fresh and innocent and life was just before them, that they were saying, when I grow up, I want to be a drug addict? No. And there but for the grace of God, go anybody in this room, God forbid we'd ever look down our nose. You know, one of those young lads said, during the mission there, I went to some churches and they told me, go and get yourself cleaned up before you come back. My God. Somewhere along the line, these lives have been wounded. Wounded by the powers of darkness. Wounded by circumstances. Maybe some of them have an absent father or an absent mother. Maybe some of them have fallen into real difficult times. Some of them have been exposed to all types of abuse, whether that be sexual, physical, emotional, whatever it may be. Words have a profound effect upon a life. You know what words have a profound effect on a life? How many people know that? And so we grow up with the lodgement of the wounds in a life. And it begins to form our character, our outlook, and how we interact with everything that is around us. It makes us what we become. If our focus is the wound. But let me tell you something. It's very hard not to focus on a wound. Anyone ever had a physical wound? Like a couple of weeks ago, I had a toothache for a whole week. I mean, now listen, it was sore. It was probably the sorest toothache anyone's ever had. Because that's how I've seen it. Do you understand what I mean? My wound was the sorest wound that anyone's ever had. And you have never had a sore wound. And all I could focus on all week, marching those floors at 2 o'clock in the morning, wanting to headbutt the wall, was this pain in my jaw. All I could focus on was the wound. I tell you what, it was sore. And then it went up into your ear. And you were trying. I was nearly going to pull my ear off. Because the wound was so severe. But that becomes the focus. Doesn't it? The wound becomes, oh, you're all so brave. You're trying to tell me that when you don't get a real bad pain in your hand or in your neck or in your head, that that doesn't become your focus. Everything about that is your focus. You focus on the wound. 
sad thing is that the only thing the church needs to offer them today in the general sense is just keep focusing on your wound. Write a book about your wound. Sell a tape about your wound. Tell a story about your wound. Get a t-shirt saying about the wound that you had. Make a video. Put it on YouTube. Everything about your wound. But never brings us to the answer to the wound. There's an answer to the wound. There's an answer to the wound. The Bible says in 1 Kings 8 and 38, For thou, even thou alone, knowest the hearts of all the children of men. God searches the hearts and understandeth all the imagination of the thoughts. Acts 1 and 24, Thou, Lord, which knowest the hearts of all men. Hebrews 4 and 13, But all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. The one we have to deal with tonight, he knows everything. And so wounds are real. Wounds are effective. Wounds, if not dealt with, and brought to him who was wounded for us, can begin to determine the course of our life, to live subject to the wound and the effects of that wound, and sometimes wounds get infected. And when wounds are affected, infection spreads. Isn't that right? And when infection spreads, it has an effect on the whole body. When it gets into the bloodstream, and it begins to be carried around that whole bloodstream, you begin to feel very ill, doesn't it? And if you don't deal with the wound, the wound has a profound effect, not only in you, and I have a very patient wife, but it can have an effect on her. It can have an effect on your boys and your family. And only Nikki's a great nurse, and she would look after you. But I'm sure her head was, <laughs> was ready to be turned. Because wounds are real. But undealt with wounds are devastating. Devastating in lives. You know, people carry wounds a lifetime. You know it, don't you? They carry wounds a lifetime. Things that happened even way back in their childhood, in their home, and the injustices of life. The powers of darkness using circumstances and I've already touched on things that happened in homes for kids or whatever when they're young. We have a broken world around us, don't we? And they can have a very profound effect on that young person. And as they grow up and as they mature into an adult, on the outward everything's fine, everything's dandy, everything's going well, but on the inward they're carrying wind. Now it's, it's infected. And now it's deep and now it's raw. And for the most part, you know, through a year and through years that in some ways we just carry on with life. You have to get on, don't you? You have to just get up and get on with it, but never deal with the reality of the depth of the wound. Let me tell you something, friend, tonight. Jesus heals wounds. Jesus heals wounds. I think Brent touched on it during the week about the man that went from Jerusalem to Jericho, fell among thieves, stripped him of his raiment. You know what it says? They wounded him. Powers of darkness are going to wound you. But wounds come not just in a satanic sense because 
We know the devils come to steal, kill, and destroy. But wounds come, wounds come in the most subtle and sometimes the most devious way in, the, in how the enemy works to have a profound effect in your life. But it's everything to do with our reaction that's crucial on whether we're going to live a life of victory, freedom, healing, and deliverance in the power of Jesus Christ, or whether we're going to be a victim of that wound. Do you know what I'm talking about tonight? The wounds that happen to us in life. I'm so thankful. You know, we've all experienced wounds. Sometimes we feel we're the ones that have got the worst, but we're all experienced wounds. But I am so thankful that there is a balm in Gilead and there is a healer called Jesus. I'll tell you another thing what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for the body of Christ. You know, whatever people say about it, and I've heard people say a lot of things. I've heard it maligned. I've heard it pulled down. I've heard churches destroyed. I've heard people saying all manners of things, but this church, that church, the other church, Bound the Hinch, New Testament church, everything else. Let me tell you, I am thankful tonight for the body of Christ. I'll tell you why I say that. Remember one time, I was wounded. I can remember I was driving along in the car, got the carried off. By the time I got the carried off, I couldn't see the road for tears. I can remember I pulled into a lay-by, the bus stop on the left-hand side, take it to the very spot. I can remember the wound was so raw and so deep that I began to weep. I won't be honest with you tonight. I began to weep like I've never wept before. I tried to call Nikki. She says she thought I was taking a heart attack because I couldn't talk. Somehow I managed to drive on up the road and got to the house and to get in. I'm going to mention him tonight. I know he'll kill me afterwards. But Nikki had phoned Davy McCombell. I don't know where you remember this, bro. Davy walked into my living room. I want to tell you something. He opened his arms. He didn't say anything. And he put his arms around me. And he gave me a big hug. And I felt at that moment the balm of Gilead flow into my life. Some might say, I'm not a hugger. I'm glad Davy is. Wounds are deep, but there is a healer. The question I want to ask you tonight, what are these wounds? What are these wounds? It's a personal question. It's individual. I'm asking you a question. On the outward, you could tell me anything. But it doesn't really matter what you tell me. I want you to ask yourself this question in, in the depth of your, whoever this is for tonight. I don't know it's not for everyone, but it is for some in here. I want to ask you a question. What are these wounds? Not on the outward. I can't see them. 
I'm looking across. Everyone looks great. Everyone looks fine. But I'm asking you a question to answer this in the depths of your heart. What are these wounds? What are these wounds? You can begin to tell me, well, I was hurt. I was betrayed. I was an, I, someone said something about me. Someone done this. This happened to me. Someone might say, well, my wounds run back 20 or 30 years. I was betrayed. I was let down. And the wound is still there, but nobody really knows anything about it. But you've carried this wound even all those years. It's begun to dictate the type of person who you actually are. But it's not the type of person that Jesus wants you to be. What are these wounds? What are these wounds? Friends, I don't need to know them. I don't need to know how they happened. I don't need to know the circumstances. But I want you to listen very carefully tonight. Jeremiah 30 and verse 17. Listen. For I, this is the Lord, will restore health unto thee, and I will heal thee of thy wounds, saith the Lord. Because they called thee an outcast, saying, This is Zion, whom no man seeketh after. Let me tell you, Jesus takes the outcasts. And Jesus, remember Psalm 147, heals the broken in heart. And Jesus binds up every wound. I want you to listen because... I'm not preaching very long, but I want to give you just a few things that I believe is from the Lord tonight. For a wounded spirit, for a broken heart, for wounds emotionally, physically, sexually, whatever they may be, but between you and God, I want to tell you a few things tonight. Now, the healer is in this house, and his name's Jesus. I don't offer you a hundred counseling sessions tonight. I present to you the healer. Now listen carefully. Number one, what are these wounds? Identify them. Number two, I want you to listen carefully. There's a man in the Bible, his name's Thomas. Thomas, if you're going to be healed of these wounds tonight, I just want to I want you to listen carefully. If you are really sincere and in your heart you're saying, I know God's speaking to me. I've carried this wound, but I can't carry it anymore. I can't walk around with this wound. I can't live with this wound. I, I can't go on with this wound. I want you to listen very carefully. Number one, you're going to have to take your eyes off that wound. And you're going to have to get your eyes on the answer. And the answer tonight's Jesus. And you say, well, that's... That seems very simple, but it is. Because most of the modern ministry is focus on your wound. I'm telling you tonight, if you continue to focus on your wound, it'll become infectious. It'll be infected. 
tonight, first thing, get your eyes off your wound, get your eyes on Jesus. Second thing is, for the healing to take place, I believe the most important thing, to come tonight to this altar, for the ministry of the Holy Ghost, you've got to come with faith in your heart to believe him. John 20, verse 24, if you turn to it, I'll just read these few words. John 20, 24, Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said, We have seen the Lord. And he said unto them, Except I shall see his hands and the prints of his nails and put my finger in the print of the nails and thrust my hand in his side, I will not believe. Remember Thomas? And after eight days again, his disciples were within and Thomas with them. And then came Jesus. The doors were shut. And he stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Verse 27, Then saith he to Thomas, Now Thomas, now see the wounded tonight. See the wounded tonight. I want you to, I want you to see this. See, unbelief will keep that wound raw. Unbelief will, will keep that wound raw. The door shut. No, we do with wounds. No, we do with wounds. Shut the door. I'll deal with it. Tonight, friend, Jesus will go beyond shut doors, right into the very point of this wound. Thomas says, he said to Thomas, verse 27, Thomas, reach hither thy finger. And he says, behold my hands. And reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side. And this is what he said to Thomas. Be not faithful, but Thomas, be believing. And this is what Thomas said. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Faith in the wounds and in the finished work of Jesus Christ. This is what the Bible says. In Isaiah 53 and 5, we've got to get our eyes on the answer tonight. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, listen, we are healed. Would you say healed? You see, if there's no faith for healing to that wound, then there's no healing for that wound. It's a life carrying a wound that Jesus says, I've died to heal that wound. I died to heal that wound. I died to heal and deliver you from that wound. Friends, Thomas didn't believe. Number one, we've got to get our eyes off the wound. Number two, we've got to come in faith believing. That there's a healer in this house and his name is Jesus. Remember, Thomas was the one saying, Lord, how are we going to know the way? If you're going somewhere, how are we going to know? Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. Unbelief is going to keep you in the place of a wound. Now listen, friend, tonight as I close, and I just believe this is off the Lord for somebody. Wounds. Wounds. What are these wounds? 
If you know tonight that you've carried a wound, if you know tonight that you're wounded, whether in spirit or in heart, I don't need to know anything of the circumstances of that. But I want to tell you something tonight. Number one, you need to make a decision tonight. You need to make a choice. You need to make a choice. Well, I live with this. Well, I live with this the rest of my life. Yes, you're saved. Yes, Jesus loves you. Yes, you're going to heaven. Maybe someone here tonight, you're not saved. And it's these wounds that have been used to keep you away from Jesus Christ. Maybe you're backslidden tonight. And the reason why you're saying you're backslidden is because I've been hurt in church. Let me tell you something. You've been deceived by the enemy. God will use a hurt or a circumstance, but he'll use that to bring you into a place of defeat and living a life of defeat. And do you want to live a life of defeat when he's come to give you a life of victory? But I won't forgive. I want to tell you that's your problem. Because you haven't got a choice. Well, you do. But that choice is either victory or defeat by disobeying God's word or obeying it. Jesus saying, you've got to make a decision tonight. You've got to draw a line tonight. You've got to get your eyes off your wound. Get your eyes on Jesus. And with faith believe tonight that he was wounded for you. Is faith required to believe God for that healing? Whatever that wound is, friends, there's a young lad there at the mission he says he's been saved a couple of years or whatever, and he's uh, going out to try and deliver people from the spirit of suicide, and he's addicted to some type of other drug, nicotine and everything else. Let me tell you, friends, the church needs to know that it's healed before we offer healing to the world around us. The church needs to be in victory before we're saying, you need this victory, but we're in defeat. The church needs to know that it's life, that it's joy unspeakable, that it is full of glory before we go out and tell someone else and then they're looking at us five minutes down the road saying, Whew. you understand what I'm saying? This is the victory. This is the life. This is the joy. This is the peace in the Holy Ghost. But friends, before we tell someone about the healing, delivering, victorious part of Jesus Christ, what are these wounds? What are these wounds? There's a lovely saviour tonight. There's a lovely healer. And by the Holy Ghost, he's writing this meeting. And he's saying, friend, I don't know who you are. Get your eyes off the wound. Come unto Jesus with faith believing that he's the healer. And he'll heal every wound and bind up every broken heart. And he'll set every prisoner free and he'll break every chain. And his name is Jesus Christ. And he's here by his spirit. Let's pray tonight.